0: Want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit, are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's uplift encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Robert, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Good, good. Hey, uh, <laughs> this is unusual. I don't know that, and I don't know how long it's been since Chad missed a night.
1: I know. This is like yeah. his night off.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Kathy has him doing chores or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is now when
1: we get to talk about him now that he's not.
0: Yes. Here. Yes. <laughs> we can talk about him. Great idea. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know, um something happened today that I thought we could talk about. Um my church, we're, we're going through a one-year Bible reading plan. And um, today's reading, one of them was Genesis 19 with the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I tried to, not every day, I don't do it every day, but I tried to make comments on the, the little app on your phone for people to... Kind of see what i'm thinking and then people make their own comments too and i tell you it's been really good the comments that people are making are just amazing yeah. but anyway i um made a comment about um lot's wife looking back you know the bible says that she looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt and i kind of said that this looking back was she was looking back to what she was leaving behind and even though it was bad she enjoyed it, apparently. Um, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say that. I don't want to say she enjoyed it. But she she looked back, and obviously it made God mad because mm-hmm. he turned her into a pillar of salt. I mean, he could have made her heart stop. But no, he wanted to make a point. He turned right. her into a pillar of salt. <laughs> so anyway, I thought you know maybe we could talk about that looking back. Absolutely, yeah. Even looking what we're right. mm-hmm. comfortable with to what God wants for us. Sound good? That sounds good. Yeah. All right, you take over now. No. <laughs> right. Well no, I'll, but, I'll, um I'll, can I, I share one to, story real quick?
1: Yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna I could give you some insight on because I was I was actually over in Israel a while back. But okay. I, was, I actually taught a class on this and um and just some insight. That pillar of salt that they think is was Lot's wife is still there today. Are you serious? Wow! It's actually in the area. It's known as Lot's Wife. Really? Yes, and so oh, like that's God. what it's called. It's called all by the locals. It's called Lot's Wife, and it's just wow. this pillar of salt that kind of overlooks the valley, that's just standing there, and uh, and it's still there today. You could actually see it today, and uh, and it's just a massive pillar of salt, is what it is, and everybody there calls it Lot's Wife. Wow, and of course the the way the situation goes in Scripture, you know that God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and the five cities along the plain, and that is around just so people can get a mental image. That's around the southern edge of the Dead Sea. Okay, now that's where this pillar of salt is. Well, and it's around that area. Okay, okay. So what you have is you have you have and nothing grows there. It is literally the wilderness today. There's still nothing that grows there. Hmm. Um, You could go there today. It is, it still is full of ash. There's ash. Really? The brimstone that melted into the rock is still there. You could pull out balls of sulfur and burn them because it is still melted in there. So you can actually go to this place. Like, like, you know I mean? It's still there. You can see the uh, certain amount of the destruction that took place.
0: Where Sodom um, and Gomorrah were.
1: for Sodom and Gomorrah and the five cities along that plate. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, of course, nothing grows there. I mean, there's not a green thing in sight. It's just ash. It just like you you literally step through it, and it's just full of ash, things that have been burnt. And it's still it's still that way today.
0: Wow, that way today. that's pretty amazing. That is really cool. Um, okay, so before we started recording, you had mentioned Luke chapter nine. Yes. Is that that's the correct passage, Luke chapter nine?
1: Yes, Luke chapter 9, verse okay.
0: 62. Um Years and years ago, this was 23 years ago. It was in the year 2000. Um, I was not yet licensed as a pastor. <clears throat> but um, my cousin, my first cousin, I mean, she's like three years younger than me. We were like you and Chad. We were like um, best friends growing up. Okay. Yeah. She wanted me to to officiate her wedding and because I wasn't licensed and she was also getting married in Utah and I certainly wasn't licensed in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) She and her husband went to Justice of the Peace but they wanted to have a ceremony and they asked me to do it. So in May of 2000, I flew out to Albuquerque, New Mexico, rented a car and drove to Bluff, Utah and only to find out that they didn't want me to use god jesus or holy spirit in the ceremony at all wow not even god
1: <laughs> uh, wow well wait a second yes <laughs> well then why do you need a minister there i don't understand <laughs> i i was a little upset and i said why so didn't ask, you say did you this ask to him? me like did you say hey do you know what my
0: job is do yes any yeah. idea like what i do <laughs> yeah exactly and i said why didn't you tell me this before you invited me out, I would have saved a couple hundred dollars and a couple days vacation because mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And she got really upset. She was crying. I was crying, and and I, she just wasn't gonna accept it because well, he had grown up Catholic and he was very soured by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. We hear that a lot, mm-hmm. um, but she really believed and still does believe that jesus was just a good person that he really did exist and she believes there's a god okay so she's agnostic but she believes that there are multiple ways to heaven and she didn't want christianity in her wedding ceremony and i said but that's what i do i said so you want a civil union yes i said how many people are coming to your wedding she said I think fifty. I think it was. I said, "Well, then you got fifty people that can do a civil union, but I'm not going to do it." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, and I stood my ground. I need it. And yeah, go ahead. That night, I was really upset, and I I was praying, and I said, "God, if I'm doing something wrong, please tell me." And I opened up the Bible to Luke chapter nine, and I said. Wow, that if that's not confirmation, if that's not God speaking to me right there, (laughs) those who put their hand on the plow and look back are not fit for service in the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah,
0: and my grandfather was there too at the time, and I told him what happened. He says, I was gonna ask you to just go ahead and do it because that's his granddaughter, too. He said, But now that you bring this to me, you can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, and so the next day, I, I was gonna tell her, I said, I because you know, we, we took a breather and we were going to both think about it overnight. And I was about to tell her, I, I just can't do it. And she said, we talked about it last night. We'll allow you to do it. Hmm. So I did. And then I get a <clears throat> message from her. I think it was a letter because, you know, 2000, there was no text messaging or anything like that. Might have yeah. been an email. But anyway, it said um, that I made the her wedding all about me. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. So
1: I still oh, wow. talk to her, but,
0: and I've forgiven her and I hope she's forgiven me, but um, you know, I pray for her all the time. Yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting because I, mean, I only read that scripture too, because yeah. it's interesting. This is what, see somebody, what's happening in this part of the scriptures, people are coming up to Jesus saying, Hey, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he gives them these different situations. Like, okay, you can follow me, but right. Like, Right. So this person comes up and gives Jesus a scenario and they say, uh, this is what it says. Then another said, I will follow you, master. But first, let me say goodbye to those in my home. Yeah. And then and then Jesus said to him, no one who has put his hand to the plow and looked back is fit for the kingdom of God. Yep. You know, likely it's probably not this person saying, hey, I just want to say goodbye to those at home because, I mean, Peter was married. Right. I mean, they would go home occasionally. Right, right, right. It's probably a situation of them saying for a long period of time, they're wanting to stay at home first. I'm going to follow you on my own terms. or I'm going to follow Mm -hmm. you later, right? And Jesus is like, no, that's not how this works, right? And so, like, they cannot put their hand to the plow and then then look back. Right. This longing to, like, you have your foot in two different places. You have your feet spread in two different places. Right, to, it's like us trying to go to where you know two states come together, and you try to be in both states at the same time. Yep, yep. But you don't live anywhere, right? You don't live in either of those places if you're there, right? You you right. are, you know, you either get the best of both worlds or you get the worst of both worlds when you're doing that. But you never get just settled and you know, res- right? You know, resident, you know, residenting somewhere, right? Living somewhere. And so Jesus is basically that's what he said there. And I'll tell you what's interesting too. You know, thinking about marriage. I've run into that myself where there's been some folks who don't want the Lord as part of marriage. Yeah. Does that even make sense? Like no. what, well, what does man where, why in the world do we even do a wedding and a yeah. marriage when God's the one that orchestrated that? Exactly. You know, well, what's the point of wedding or marriage in our world? If God doesn't exist. Yeah. There, there is no point for one, right? Like, you might as well shack up with whoever you want to shack up with. I mean, does it really matter if God does not exist? Yeah. Why are you worried about, why, let's just be like the animals, right? Hey, we'll we'll just create and procreate. And why does it matter? Right, exactly. But see, But see, that that's the thing. It does matter, doesn't it? It does it's matter. It's important to us. Yes. Because, because God designed it that way. Exactly. That
0: way. Exactly.
1: So, yeah. So marriage, it's interesting. People who want to take the Lord out of marriage, you actually it's hypocritical. It, it yeah. really is very confusing when you do that. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, you know, I I have thankfully not had that problem since then. It was the only, only mm-hmm. time I ever had that problem. But now I ask people before we even begin, if they say, hey, will you marry us? i say, do you have a problem with me saying God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit? Yeah. And our Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And uh, the answer is always no. Well, of course not. But The one time I'm going to use that because the next time someone does that to me, I'm going to say then, you know, do you realize what you're saying? Because Jesus, I mean, he brings a point
1: See, marriage is representative of his relationship to the church.
0: Yeah, right.
1: God's the one that orchestrates it in Genesis. It's not good for man to be alone. So he makes for him a wife. Right. So marriage literally makes no sense. Marriage is a biblical concept
0: absolutely Now, when you try
1: to remove god out of that it doesn't make any sense what why even why even go through the ceremony who cares yeah like what's the exactly point? like and so you don't even need it if you don't if god doesn't exist why are you even worried about it the government doesn't care right, right? like they they're not worried about it right they'll they'll tax you for it anyway it's okay they don't care
0: yeah there's they just there's want one to know how
1: you're filing right?
0: yeah exactly right? there's yeah. one requirement in the state of ohio i don't know if it's like this in every state both and i tell everybody this i say we can do this the easy way or we can have a ceremony the easy way is do you want to get married do you want to get married If you both say yes i'll sign the paper and we're done that's the only requirement in the state of ohio but obviously i'd say it as a joke but um that really is in the state of ohio the only requirement is you both have to say yes and then you can i think that's kind of what it is
1: in in south carolina all you have to do is um you have that you have the legal document yeah they can agree to it they sign it the key is the witnesser right the one who witnesses it yeah and then the uh whoever the officiating authority is right yeah and so that's that's pretty much it yeah like that's all the state requires because it's a religious right right (laughs) and so yeah so it's just it's hilarious yeah So yeah and like yeah, so you know that's just always fascinating to me. Now that's kind of off topic tonight because we're talking. It is, about but-
0: <laughs> looking. <laughs> that's just the way it always goes, isn't it? <laughs> we always get on these great talks and yeah, yeah.
1: But in in one sense, that's a form of looking back. Like we're trying to move yeah. forward in our in our way in our time without going God's way. We would prefer to make the our own system, our own thing. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, and Lot's wife, um, yeah, I've heard of the, the longing, like maybe looking back, and just that longing, and it's just not, it's just not right when God is trying to lead you to something that's greater, and you know the wickedness that you're coming from.
0: Right, right.
1: right? I think Israel does this when they leave Egypt, mm-hmm. they start the complaining, yeah. oh, you know, and so they start getting and their complaints don't even make sense right like it's like oh we had it so good in egypt <laughs> right? so good like you were slaves <laughs> right like you you were being beaten every day like you, you didn't get the food you wanted you didn't get you were working with harsh labor mm-hmm. and, and what you're remembering is how good you had it and it's because they like,
0: got water yeah yeah right food.
1: exactly <laughs> but we had water, so it was so it was so great. We remember, so like this right. one element that they think, oh man, that made it so great. So what we would cash in our freedom for, right?
0: Exactly. So,
1: but uh, yep. yeah, and so we see this in scripture where people who are looking back, thinking that something was better, that God's trying to give you, he is trying to give you something better, but we're just unwilling.
0: Right, right. You know, even like King Saul, he really could have had things a lot better for him but he was looking to what he could put his hands on I, I'm not hearing from God so I'm gonna go talk to a witch you right, know
1: yeah.
0: you know instead of okay why am I not hearing from God I'm gonna go talk to a witch yeah you know he could have had things whereas David like you know Philistines are kicking me out Because I went after the Amalekites instead of the Israelites, and uh, I I lost my family, and all this is happening, and he turns to God. Mm -hmm. You know, he turns to. Well, in that case, God was, I guess, comfortable for him, but at the same time, he didn't. He turned to someone he could not see. You know, that's that's part of this longing or looking back. Is Mm -hmm. we can see it. Yeah, we know what it was. Israel wanted. Oh, we knew what we had in Egypt, but here we got nothing. Right.
1: We are more scared of the unknown. Yeah. And and the reality is like, well, but that's part of faith. Right. You're exactly. going to trust God who God already knows. So you can either trust what he knows and you don't have to know. Right. Or go back to something, you know, that is just nowhere near as good. Right. It's kind of like if, if you had the opportunity, right. If I, if, you were going to build a business and you suffered for three years, but then became a multimillionaire versus being, being in the job you're always in, never having that opportunity. Yes. Right. Which would you choose? Like, which way would you go? And a lot of times what's happening is we're choosing. um, It's almost like a sensory thing. We're choosing what we know Mm -hmm. because it's more comforting to us in the moment. Mm-hmm. but in doing that we're sacrificing on the altar a better future yeah and we're so we're going okay i'm okay with sacrificing this future because right now i'm okay with this right here yeah like, a lot of people will complain about their jobs without ever going they're never going to leave it though that's like what they do right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but they're going to complain about it every day right. <laughs> but, but it's like okay well then then do something else like trust the lord to give you something else Right, oh no, then you didn't use excuse, yeah. Like, well, wait a second, We're like, <laughs> right,
0: yeah, you have good days and bad days, and yeah, right, yeah, so better. it's not as
1: bad as I thought. I mean, that's okay, I like this about it, right?
0: <laughs> you know, another good example is Esau, who, in just in that moment, mm-hmm. sold his birthright because he was hungry.
1: Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, like, of all up so the, much for, yes. Of all the terrible choices in humanity, right? Like this is one of them, right? Yeah. Like, uh, the, I mean, he goes down in history as making a bad choice. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't sell everything you. Don't give away everything you have for a bowl of lentil soup, right? And right. So, like, this is this is a terrible moment. Terrible. And so, and that's what's going on there. Now, and we see this throughout humanity. Is just see this constantly. like, uh, we, were, we were talking about King Saul. We know King Saul and King David and, and even Solomon. All were given the same uh, instructions by the Lord. He God tells him, if you know me, I'll establish your kingdom forever.
0: Yeah, exactly. And right. he
1: wanted to establish, like, he didn't give Saul down the road. He would have established Saul's kingdom. A lot of people don't realize this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he would have established Saul's kingdom forever. Mm-hmm. But Saul could not follow God. Like, he just couldn't do it. Right. And so, instead, the kingdom is torn from him. Right, and God gives it to David, and David's throne is established forever. And then when David commissions his son, hey, you know, you're going to build the temple. I'm not allowed to. He actually, like, the Lord is telling David, I will establish Solomon's throne forever. And forever. it's like, how right. are going to do this? Well, so the Lord is offering this, and I think He offers this to everybody that He is. He's willing to give us the best. The problem is we don't reciprocate that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like we're not willing to give our best. And so, and so we want, we kind of want like what we advertise in our commercial world. Like we want all of it that we can have without giving our best, but mm-hmm. we want the best.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's like, but that's not how God operates. Like you want the best. He's going to give you the best, but he expects the best out of you. Right. Like he expects, man, give it all, right? Give it all to him because he's worthy of that.
0: To whoever much is given, much is required. No, that's right. That's right.
1: And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's easy.
0: No, 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 I I know.
1: Yeah, we're not, we're not saying that's easy. We're not saying, oh, why, why are these people in the Bible not doing this? Like, no, no, I mean, we understand like this is because when life hits you, it's, it's never easy. (laughs) There's no such thing.
0: Uh, right. But
1: exactly. but it's always a, a faith choice. Always. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So I had uh, I couldn't believe I just you know, I did that comment early this morning on this Bible app about um, looking back and said, you know, how many times do we look back to what was comfortable and not move forward yeah. to what God has in store for us? And I couldn't believe the the feedback I got. Um, and one of them was Chad, Uh (laughs) but he showed
1: up up in the text.
0: (laughs) Yes. But anyway, I told him, I said, sorry, Chad, I was the first in line to get smacked with that one this morning. (laughs) I wrote it (laughs) because yeah, we all Mm -hmm. do. We all, because we see with our eyes and we hear with our ears instead of seeing and hearing with our spirit and trusting God as you said, yeah, to give him our best and get the best in return.
1: Yeah. James, James kind of puts it out there. Like, this is what he, he says, you know, I'll read a little bit here. This is interesting. He says, but be doers of the word and not yeah. hearers only Del- deluding yourselves. Right? Uh, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror yeah. For once he looks at himself, goes away, and he immediately forgets what sort of person he was.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like, so, uh, you know, this person who can't remember who they are. Uh, and, and he keeps going. Like James just keeps talking about, it. he's like, you know, don't be a double minded person. You shouldn't expect to receive anything as a double minded person. And the way he refers to that is like you're blown about by the sea.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: however, however, kind of life is hitting you, that's kind of how you're going. Yep. But faith is stability, right? Faith gives to us stability and it helps us to stay on course, regardless of the storm, regardless of what the waves are doing. We stay on course. And see, so the world's doing that, right? The world's doing And so right. it's that's double-minded and God warns us not to be that. And so I think that, you know, going back to, to Lot's wife, right? So she looks very double-minded, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and what's happening is she can't expect anything from the lord because at this point she's she's going along with her husband she's going along with what they're doing but not actually in her heart right again. and it's a just a bad situation right it, it just turns not in her favor right
0: obviously <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. So, immortalized as a pillar of salt
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't think yeah she's famous it's just you know for the wrong reasons right
0: right, right. everybody
1: from for generations will see your pillar and say there she is lots wife." <laughs> um, and so well, i yeah. can't
0: believe that's still standing there though that's that's pretty neat yeah.
1: and i'll tell you you could google it google up lots wife in the middle east Okay. There's a pillar of salt, and it's just this pillar that's that's out there overlooking uh, overlooking the valley. You'll see it, and and it's and it's literally what the locals still refer to. That's how they refer to it as Lot's wife.
0: Now that area that is not present day Israel, is it? That would that be Jordan?
1: Uh, yeah, that would not be. Um, that would be probably Jordan.
0: Right, Jordan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because Jordan would be on the other side of the. Us uh, the river or on the, the Jordan River,
0: Jordan. yeah.
1: But I don't know how far up Jordan goes. I know it's down. I know it's down. Um, I know it's on the northern tip of the Dead Sea. I'm not sure if it goes all the way around to the side. So I
0: can't remember, right yeah, now
1: that could be Saudi Arabia. Maybe I'm not sure. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm okay.
1: Not, I'm not entirely sure. So I'm not. I I cannot say. I understand my geography well enough. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, absolutely. But you could Google it, and there's actually pictures of it that uh, that you can see. And uh, and I and I know a lot of people. I don't. Some people have heard of Ron Wyatt. He he did a lot of excavating about those kind of things. A lot of exploring because you can actually go through. And he's not the only one. He's kind of the most famous one about it. But you can actually go through, and because people are like, "Well, where's all this stuff? If this happened, and, like it's actually still there. It's just nobody talks about it because." You know, some of it's in Turkey, some of it's in the Jordan, some of it's in Saudi Arabia. And you don't okay. want to, you know, nobody wants to look at this and go, you know, well, we want to start a Jewish revival by letting the world know all this is here. Right. This yeah. Is, right. This would be the opposite plan of the Islamic person. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they don't, don't want to do that. Right. So and so uh, but it's all there. There's a lot of stuff there. It's it's amazing how much is still there. And but it's just never like no, there's no news crew. Saying, hey, let's look at Sodom. Nobody wants to go, hey, let's go take a look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And let's go, let's go take a look at humanity's failure and God's judgment on them. Right. It's kind of like looking at the Grand Canyon. Nobody wants to look at the Grand Canyon and go, this was caused because the flood happened. And right. all that water ripped through this mud, right? And right. created this, right? And we don't want to talk about the scars on the earth from our sin, because that that makes us guilty. <laughs> so so we don't want to do that. But but it's still there. All of it's there. And we, you know, we can ignore it, but it it's there. And we got to realize, you know, that there's a lot of Bible things that are still on the earth right now that you can see that people are just like, uh, you know, we'll just keep doing.
0: You know, with this plan, this Bible reading plan, I'm noticing that a lot of people are stepping out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. by uh, one guy said, um, you know, fifteen to twenty minutes a day that it takes me to read, because it's not much. You know, yeah. we're, we're doing it over an entire year, so it's not much. He says it's very doable. Yeah. But I know he's a he's probably very busy, but um that made me feel good to say, okay, now he's and his. This is someone who, as far as I know, I don't think he's ever read the Bible before. This is mm-hmm. his first time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but he's asking some great questions, too, and he's he's stepping out of that comfort zone and not looking back to, yeah. you know, I can eat a bowl of cereal in the morning instead of reading the Bible. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I think I think when we do that, that, that's it's powerful because I think there are some there are some really good Christian disciplines that. I know, I know in our mind, we don't, we don't want to be so religious that we get up, like we get up tight and we'll, oh, if I don't do this, like, you oh, know, God hates me and all this kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. But there are some good Christian disciplines that actually do help us in our walk with the Lord. Absolutely. And uh, that would be one of them. Reading the Bible every day is certainly yeah. one of those disciplines. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, this, this one gentleman, he asked me uh, about two years ago, maybe not quite that long. Uh, what can I do to get closer to God? Hmm. And I said, pray, read the Bible, and worship. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And now he, it, it may it may have taken a while, but he's reading the Bible, and I'm so excited about that because
1: nice,
0: he's gonna he's gonna see a difference. We oh, all yeah. do when we when we take time to read it like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, the Bible it's it is the Word of God, and it yeah. is it is. Uh, according to hebrews 4 right is sharper and active right it's, it's living it's active it's not a dead word it's a living word right so as you right. read it what happens is it starts to read us back right like it starts to we start thinking about it throughout the day why am i even thinking about that well because it's god's word right yes so it yes. starts becoming part of us because it's living god's word when it's especially if you read it out loud right like we read it out loud it's living and you're actually speaking God's word that's how you even do more right and so so just all these kind of things that God's Word will do it changes it literally transforms us
0: right? yeah so I've told people when I wanted the way we started out was like in June I had um, maybe 10 different readings throughout the month of June real short ones I said just see if you can do this and then it was 20 in July. And then in August, it was read 30 out of 31 days. Mm-hmm. And now starting in September, we're doing the whole, you know, just kind of build it up. But one thing I told them was I said, when you eat food, it sure, you know, the hunger pain goes away. That's one way we know that we have eaten something. Yes. But after that, after that goes away, your body starts working and it starts processing and it gives you energy, and you don't even think about that; it just happens. Mm. So when you read this Bible, you're feeding your spirit, and you're That's feeding right. your soul, and you, it's just going to start working. You know, you're going to say, "Okay, I just read that," and you know you're going to process some of it, you're going to remember some of it. Some of you are going to say, "Did I just read that <laughs> right?" Oh, yeah, <laughs> there are some tough spots, yeah. but um, but it's going to be working in your body when you don't even realize it, just like food does. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's amazing to me because I think I, I'm coming to the realization that we have a lot of Christians in our world that don't know what God actually says. Yeah. And it's it's kind of shocking to me. Like, I'm like, how how can you be? Because I mean, years ago, like Christians was called, they were called people of the book. Yeah. People of the way, people of the book. Yeah. One of the earliest Christian symbols. It's actually on the outside of the tomb of Christ. Mm is a three-pronged anchor and an open book. Because okay. You're supposed to be anchored in the word. Yeah. Right. And so we are people of this book. And so when Christians say like, oh, I don't, I don't even know. Like they say things that are completely contrary to God and what he says in scripture. I'm like, well, have you read the Bible about this? Yeah. And yeah. They're like, yeah. no, I haven't read that. Well, well, wait a How are you expecting to follow the Lord as a believer? but not be anchored in the book, not be anchored in the word, right? And so, we, I mean, let's be honest. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill the Torah. Yeah. He is the living word, right? The word put on flesh, according to John. So the reality is, right. what, what is he doing? When Jesus is walking around, he, he is what we are to look like if we understood God's word perfectly. Yeah. What this would look like. And so, so everything he comments on is is the word of God, right? Everything he comments on is 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 what God has already stated, right? What He's already said, and then He's He's giving insight onto what this looks like into our life, and and then and then for us to just oh I'm I'm saved I just don't know what it says, well that, that just doesn't make any sense It yeah. doesn't make any sense it goes completely against what Paul was telling Timothy in dealing with people and dealing with you know being a believer. Uh, you know, in right. a world that doesn't believe, right? He told him, you've got to know the Bible. Like, you've got
0: to know the word. So, right. very important, right? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I often tell people, you've heard of John 3.16. Remember Second Timothy 3.16. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the word of God is, uh, I can't remember exactly how it is, profitable for, for teaching and rebuking and Yep. whatever it is i can't remember verbatim now but all,
1: it says all of god's word is inspired inspired
0: that's right inspired.
1: that's right all of it so it's and it's and it's cool because that's the only time that word is ever used it means god breathed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it is profitable it's profitable for what for teaching and rebuking and correction and reconciliation right and it's, it's profitable for all of these things in our life so when we don't know it you know, it's kind of like what What are we doing? I mean, you we have no ability to teach. We have no but. What am I going to teach if I don't know God's word? Right. What What yeah. am I going? I'm just giving my opinion, right? And we have a lot of Christians who are giving their opinion that are equating their opinion with God's word.
0: Right. We don't have the authority to do that. Right.
1: <laughs> Our opinion means nothing, right?
0: Right. And if you don't get instruction from God's word, you're you're not going to get it from CNN or Fox News.
1: That's right. they're going to lead you astray yeah, yeah. and we got to yeah. be careful or or worse yet we think uh we get it from the law like so like if the well, government yeah, says yeah. if the government says something is legal it must be moral
0: yeah
1: uh, no no <laughs> <laughs> that's not even close that's not even close the government does not have good morality right no. they do not, they, no. do not under, they are not they are not a at first and foremost, a moral institution, right? They right. are a political institution right. designed to kind of keep the system going and to have this overarching rule over people. And so, you know, you just got to pay attention to, wait a second, what? how do we know what is correct and what is right? Well, God knows what is correct and right. We can right. never assume we do. And so that's the word of God is, is there for correction. It is to correct others, but to correct myself as well. Right. Oh yeah.
0: And it will do that.
1: Oh yes. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Janon's dad used to say this. I thought this was good. Now, he has since gone on to be with the Lord, but but he used to say this. He said, he would tell his children, he said, the Bible is the only book that you can read where the author is always present
0: with you. The author is always present with you? Yep. Yeah.
1: I like that. So uh, so while we're reading it, he gives us the insight and enlightenment yeah. as well. All right?
0: And so uh, just powerful. You know, years ago before I, I was just starting to go to church um, and, and liking it. Okay. I went to church a few times, but didn't like it.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I saw it as a, I felt uncomfortable is what it was. But anyway, um, when I started going to church and, and enjoying it because I wanted to go, one night I opened up the Bible. I don't remember the exact, it was in Luke. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I read it and I went, oh, wow. I didn't know that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. convicting. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And I changed after that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's was my first real taste of, that's when I decided I need to read this. and yeah. find out if, th- if I can open it up and find this one thing, just by random choice, well, you know, of course, the Lord led me there, I'm sure. Yeah. How much more can I get out of this thing if I read it?
1: Well, well right. That's the and that's kind of the thing, right? That's what's happening in our world. We have lots of people who are claiming to be believers mm-hmm. who are just mm-hmm. caught up in sin, thinking that their life is right because they're forgiven. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, wait a second. Do you understand what God is actually saying? Right. Like, like, what is he saying about these things in life? kind of like kind of like marriage without god
0: yeah like, well, exactly you go
1: back you go back and read what the bible says about this because this is uh this doesn't make any sense All right and so you know and we have we have so many different things like that um it's amazing how many people i pray with that that are stuck into that kind of mentality like yeah. they have enough knowledge to know how to be saved but they don't take enough time with scripture to know what a practical believers life should look like. Mm. And, uh, and, and then so then they're praying for God's blessing without obedience to the word. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, so it's, it's kind of like you you're asking for something to happen that, well, you first need to understand, wait a second. Will that happen? Like you know, there, yeah. there is a path to that. Like there's a path to that blessing that you're wanting, but but uh
0: but we gotta know what the word says to get there, right? Right. And here's yeah. a good example. If a stranger came up to me and said, give me a hundred dollars, and if they weren't pointing a gun at me, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, let's assume I have a hundred dollars and they say okay, yeah. okay? that's a good first assumption. Let's first
1: assume <laughs> let's
0: first assume I there have a hundred dollars to be in
1: play here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're not pointing to gun at me and say, hey, give me that hundred dollars. If I don't know them and I see you standing and you know just beyond, I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna come up to you because I know you and say here here, Robert, have a hundred dollars. You know, because we have a relationship, right, you know, through this podcast. And it's like that with God, you know, he's not a vending machine, it's not like right. okay, here I am, I got everything you need, push the right buttons and you get what you want. Yeah. Have a relationship. Know him. It will change your life. And I think that's kind of going back to what
1: we're saying, like putting the hand to the plow. Yeah. God does not promise that he's going to take away um, the results of sin in the earth until Jesus comes. Right. 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 We've chosen we've chosen a path and he's allowing that to go on. Well, that means you're going to experience struggle and trials, mm-hmm. temptations, even death and tragedy. Because yeah. we chose this as kind of an overarching scale. Like this is what we chose in life. Maybe not personally, like, like I nobody kind of like wants to choose death personally, but but like we we have chosen a way that is against God. And so the, the results of that are very clear. God made it very clear for us. He told us what it would be. Yeah, we still choose that, right? Like we, Even in Deuteronomy, you can either go this way and be blessed. You can go this yeah, way. Blessed, yeah, yeah,
0: right? yeah.
1: And so we still have this problem choosing cursing and, and death in our life. Well, okay, so when we do that, like God understands it, but he what he has promised is that he will give to us salvation, and redemption
0: Mm -hmm.
1: from it right salvation and redemption from it ultimately eventually yes deliverance from the whole thing but there's that's why he tells the the apostles he tells them you're going to be persecuted right if the world hates me they're going to hate you right Like he already he kind of sets them up for the fact that there's going to be a struggle like just understand I haven't, I'm not returning for a little while. So just understand as you go through this, this is what will happen. And, uh, and like we, I think in our, in our Christian faith, kind of what I was sharing, I think last week, a little bit, kind of like life unexpected. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's interesting that in scripture, it's, we see people who have gone through struggles and it shapes their view of God so that their faith grows deeper. Hmm. But in our world, in America, especially, we go through struggles and it damages our view of God. We probably have the wrong view of God. Yeah. Right. And so what's, right. what's happening is we're not we're not having the same result, but we should be. And it's, and it's I kind of relate it back to, you know, the scripture and putting your hand to the plow. Putting your hand to the plow is not easy. You've got to keep moving forward. But the only way, you know, to move forward is the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, you're going to be struggling. And instead of your view being shaped, it's going to be crushed. And so then instead of understanding God more in the struggle, you start to blame God for the struggle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in reality, God never promised
0: to take your struggle away. Right. Wow. Well, we've been talking for almost 45 minutes already. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, about forty-one right now, but uh, wow! Okay, we got
1: four four minutes. So we, got got four have, minutes. we got four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> bring it home, Phil. Come on, bring. Let's go get the anointing <laughs> oil and uh, and uh, what the altar call. Here we go. There it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, all I can say is that the Bible is an absolutely amazing thing, and I still remember when I was. About eight years old. I <laughs> found my dad's Bible on the floor by his bed. Um, it had fallen off his nightstand. And I couldn't get into bed with my mom and dad because they were like, no, 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 you know, go back to bed. <laughs> so I'm laying on the floor and I open it up and I read, as I couldn't like, I could never read this thing. I don't know what that word. What's what starts with E-Z-E? Yeah. So, um, but the Lord taught me that. Yeah, you can read it, and all of you can read it too. You may not be able to pronounce Habakkuk, but that's okay. Read it anyway. It's a good story. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I'll I want to encourage everyone to take time to read the Bible because it will change your life, change yeah. mine. Yeah.
1: Do do what we tell our children to do, right? We know we know we tell our children, do your homework. Yeah, do this, yeah. study well, study hard. Why do we yeah. tell
0: them?
1: Not because they like it. I and mean, no child sitting there going, I love doing schoolwork. They hate <laughs> school. They hate because you know, it's the discipline of it. But what we know about discipline in our life is it always creates a good result.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: So and it works the same way with the Lord's uh, That's really good work and the Lord's word. The discipline of it will create a good result. And uh, you just got to keep at it. Put your hand to the plow. That's right. And don't look back.
0: That's right. And because Chad wasn't here, we're going to make him cut the grass for us. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put his hand to the mower and not look back. <laughs> okay. All right. There. We go. <laughs> you heard that, Chad? My grass needs cut. Come on over. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying a goat.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right Robert well it's been great mm-hmm. as always yes I enjoyed this yes it's been awesome thank you yep Um, uh, let me think here what is today? Is today is the eighth I will not be here next week so ah. it'll just be you and Chad I have a wedding out of town and um the rehearsal is Friday night and um so I will I slight chance maybe from the hotel room but uh Yeah. More than likely, I'll probably won't won't be here. And you checked.
1: They're including God, right? They're including God. Oh, yes, they
0: are. Yes. (laughs) I checked. I always do now. (laughs) So I think some people think, well, yeah, (laughs) but, you know, they don't. Those are the ones that are. Yeah. okay, great. That's I'm glad to hear that. But. I'm ready for the time where it's going to happen again. We're like, yeah, you know, we were going to talk to you about that. And I'm going to say, yeah, well, go see the guy across the street. You know? oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we're go- yeah. The judges in St. Clair's will go there. <laughs> yeah,
1: save yourself some money. Why are you spending yeah, all that money, Exactly
0: man? right. So, yeah. So, okay. Well, it's been good. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. It was fun. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Well, I won't, but Chad and Robert hopefully will be here next week. All right. Cycling. Yeah, right. Exactly. Until then. All right. right.